everybody. I'm Kate Conroy. I'm Vanessa Vitello. And this is Other People's Business, which is the podcast from the New Jersey Business and Industry Association. We release a new episode every other Wednesday-ish, so be on the lookout for that. Shout out to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group. They do home, auto, and workers' comp, and they are the official sponsor of this show. So check them out if you need some updated coverage. Awesome. Just a housekeeping matter, too, before we get this train rolling. This podcast is available just about anywhere you can get a podcast. That's iTunes, Google Play, Amazon's TuneIn. We even throw these things up on YouTube if you'd rather watch than listen. But no matter how you check the show out, give it some love. Give it that like. Give it that comment. Give it that five-star review. You know, by the when we're th- taping this right now, Halloween is coming up. Get yourself a pair of glasses, a cup, a nice tie, and a button-up shirt. Go to your next Halloween party or cosplay event of choice as the OPB logo. I mean, hey, weirder things have been done. That sounds amazing. With, I know, right? But with all of that out of the way, our awesome guest today from the UCEDC is Adam Farah. Adam, say hi. Let the audience hear your voice. Hello, everybody. Uh, Kate, Vinny, thank you for having me on. Thank you. You're welcome. Happy to have you. All right. So today's uh, icebreaker is, and I should really stop saying today's icebreaker because it's every day's icebreaker, really. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are you currently binging? It can be books, movies, TV, food. Uh, I'm happy to go first unless one of you has, uh, just go first, get the ball rolling. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I don't know if you guys are aware of a little show out of Ireland called Dairy Girls. Actually, it's out of Northern Ireland. It's about a group of, uh, four girls and one guy who are teenagers in the nineties during the, the troubles in Northern Ireland. This is a really turbulent time, but they're going through like the same teenage angst and silliness that a lot of teenagers go through. Um, it came out like five or six years ago and it only had two seasons. And then they just released a third season like last week. And I, I went through it like that. It was phenomenal. It didn't love the ending. I'm still uh, upset and annoyed about the ending, but the show itself, wonderful. Pretend Mm -hmm. for a second that I don't know anything about the history of Northern Ireland. What, what were the troubles? Wow. You should be ashamed. I You're know, I'm Irish. Irish. I know, I know, but <laughs> just pretend for a moment. What were the troubles? So there was a period of time in which, um, okay, so Northern Ireland is predominantly Protestant and Ireland is predominantly Catholic. And there's always been this push-pull over who's in charge, where, and why. And Northern Ireland is very closely affiliated with um, England and so if you're Catholic living in Northern Ireland, you were a second-class citizen for a long time. And if you can imagine being a second-class citizen, it wasn't very fun and they didn't like it very much. So there was all kinds of, um, like, literally bombs going off in garbage cans. And um, militia, like, I don't know if I would, would say um, guerrilla warfare in the streets, but military checkpoints just on the school bus on the way to school. And um, one of the reasons that there aren't any mailboxes or garbage cans in a lot of England today is because so many of them were used as um, bomb, not disposals. You put a bomb in it and then it explodes and it kills a lot of like tourists. And yeah, they they really mean it when they say the troubles. Yeah, I was going to say that seems like such a casual phrase for that, you know, like... (laughs) Like, when you say the trouble, like, the first thing I think of is, like, the period of 2016 when Carrie Fisher died to, like, the end of the pandemic. 
as being like the troubles, you know? No, that's, no. That's kind of like we were massively inconvenienced enough that we would call it something. But like, were bombs going off in the street? No. Yeah. Yeah. Kate, I thought you were going to say there's another show uh, in Ireland that my uh, my mom's been watching it, so I've been kind of catching parts of it. But it's about a bunch of sisters who uh, are trying to figure out how to kill the the husband of one of the sisters. What? He's like, he's like an awful guy, and um, you know the the whole series is them coming up with ways to try to kill this guy, but none of them work. At least not. Is that on? Is that on Apple TV? It could very well be. I, yes, I'm aware of it, and I've been waiting for it to wrap the season so that I can binge it. I think it's actually called Bad Sisters. Yes, Bad Sisters. I, I've caught one or two episodes, and it's pretty funny. Yeah, I've heard of it. I want to watch it. It's on my list. Sick sort of way, which, of course, uh, anything sick kind of appeals to me. I'll like definitely it. add it. I, I've been looking for something to watch ever since um, the other one that I did. Um, I, Severance. Ever since I stopped oh. watching Severance, I'm still oh. on my, my free trial with iTunes, or whatever you call that, Apple TV, Apple. but I haven't watched anything else since. So, yeah. Severance was going to be my answer because the, uh, you know, the, the conceptually it, it's intriguing, right? You know, being able to just leave everything uh, at work and and all that. Such like a mind blowing show, you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm still, I'm I'm still thinking about it because the scene where she takes the disc and she gets into the elevator. And the next, like, within one second, the elevator doors open and the response yeah. to the disc is in her hand. I just keep thinking, like, when you leave work, often you need, like, the downtime. Your brain needs the rest. And presumably, there would be no rest. Like, you're always yeah. at work. That would be yeah. so hard. Why would any – oh, I still have trouble with that. Yeah, it's flawed conceptually. It is. And um, it, it was also kind of odd because you don't get any of, like – the experience or knowledge that you have outside of work or before work, you know, to help you at work. You know, you right. are just, you're basically like a, a baby at that point. Like you are just beginning, you know, so that seemed odd, but the, the story was so compelling. And the end, I mean, that, that season oh. cliffhanger, oh my gosh, I, I would have given Apple money. Like I would have paid them like $200 to just be like, can I start watching season two now? Like, like can yeah. you just make that happen? You know? I'm yeah. almost upset that I started it when I did. I, I wish I had started it when it was all finished so I didn't have to yeah. wait. Yeah. Cause it, but, then, yeah. but then you would be deprived of this feeling all year. Know. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen? <laughs> it's so good. All right, Vinny, what are you? Uh... I've been doing um, Arrested Development for as long as I can remember now. Like, you know, I, I feel like I've been watching Arrested Development since I was like eight years old. Like, that's how long this has been going on. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, the first three seasons went like lightning. Um, and then I, I did season four and season four was like a weird revival year where like, I, I don't know, they doubled the yeah. length of every episode and, you know, people weren't around at the same time to film. So they just made every episode about one character. And that was so bad. I mean, I don't know, like, and so that took me forever to get through. And now I'm in season five, which is like the second revival. And um, that's better, but I, I'm just like, I'm, I'm over it now. I, I want it to be done. <laughs> yeah. Adam, did you watch Arrested Development? No, no never, never did. Um, the, the, other one I was, the other one I was going to throw out was uh, Barry. I don't know if you've ever watched Barry. I, you know, yeah. okay. So I, um, I got through the first, I want to say two seasons of Barry. Yeah. And I was watching it with the wife and then, she kind of like quiet lost interest 
you know, and so I, I was like, hey, you want to watch another episode of Barry? He's like, nah, nah, nah. And so I think I'm now at the point where I'm, I'm definitely going to have to like continue on with that without her. Cause there's only like one more season, I think. I, I don't mm-hmm. think there's a lot of that. So no, yeah, but they're no, making no. season yeah, four, no. I think, right now. Yeah. Bill Hader's great. He is. I like him. He's a good guy. Me like up. I know him personally. You like yeah. that? Good guy. Good egg. I know him. All right. So Adam, tell us what you do at UCEDC. What do I do? So I'm the president here, and what we do at UCDC, uh, when you break it right down, is we help small businesses uh, in New Jersey. Uh, we do that a number of different ways. Uh, financial assistance being the one thing that we're best known for. Um, we do a lot of micro lending or, you know, loans under $50,000, uh, loans as small as $500, but believe it or not, uh, we will fund startups. Um, we're big on to, uh, you know, promoting the growth of small businesses, uh, you know, through, through giving them capital. Uh, we do a lot of, um, training of small businesses, both one-on-one and also, uh, group trainings, uh, to, you know, supplement the, uh, the lending and, uh, to actually, you know, help the businesses, uh, succeed so that they can repay their loans and hopefully grow. Uh, the other thing that we do is we help companies uh, learn how to go after government contracts. So, you know, help them with their, you know, their marketing, so to speak. And, uh, you know, those are kind of the three areas, the mentoring, the lending, and the, uh, the government contracting assistance. We also have loans that, um, you know, do larger amounts as well. Um, one program in particular that uh, not enough people know about or take advantage of, and I won't get into the names of the programs because you won't remember, but um, there are programs out there where you can buy a building in which you're going to operate your business for as little as 10% down. Uh, normally, if you go to a bank, you're going to have to you know, save up 25 or 30% in the uh, uh, terms and uh, interest rates are, uh, are, are very attractive, although they are going up just like you know, you know, all rates are going up. So if you're thinking about doing it, now's the time to, uh, to get in before, uh, before rates creep up too high. Um, the good news is on the smaller loans at 50000 and under, we're going to be keeping our rates pretty low. Our highest rates are probably going to be, you know, under 8%, which, which is uh, pretty good in this, uh, in this market. I remember the first time I heard the phrase microloan, and uh, I honestly, I didn't understand what that could possibly mean. And then it was actually Maureen Tynan, yep. your predecessor, a fantastic lady who, who, who basically said, it is a loan. Like most businesses, if you want a loan from a bank, the minimum you're allowed to to borrow is like a hundred thousand or two hundred. Like it's a lot. There's there's like a minimum, but there is no minimum with you guys. It's amazing. Yeah, well, you know, banks will lend smaller amounts, but they you know tend to do it under um, you know automated credit score based products, uh, which means you got to be pretty strong, you know, in order in order to get one. And the market that we deal with is sometimes folks who have had a couple of blips on their credit, uh, whose cash flow maybe isn't quite as strong. Uh, but businesses are, these businesses are still very viable um, and just kind of fall between uh, the cracks. And that's kind of, you know, where, you know, we, we fit in. We, we try to, you know, capture that. The, the problem for banks is, uh, and banks do support us financially, but, uh, you know, the issue with banks is the amount of time that it takes them to process a million dollar deal is about the same amount of time it would take to do a, you know, $5,000 deal. You know? So, you know, what are they going to pick? You know, if they have to, you know, figure out, you know, where they're going to put their time and make the most money because they're in the business of making money, they're going to, they're going to go after the big fish. So um, they, uh, you know, in turn support us. Uh, we have several banks on our board and uh, other banks that, you know, pump money into us so that we can go out and, uh, you know, help the markets that they're not equipped to handle. So love that. works out. So when she says no minimum, is there really like, like, could, could, 
a business come in there and be like, we need 20 bucks? <laughs> um, 500 is about the, 500, all right. about the threshold. Yeah. We do a number of $500 loans each year. And is it is it completely need-based? Like, will you reject, you know, a, a major, you know, like I'm trying to ask, you know, like how, how does a company come in and, you know. Yeah, there, there's uh, credit available elsewhere rules and things like that that apply sometimes. But uh, rule of thumb, if it's under $15,000, or twenty thousand, typically we can we can do it without having you been you know, having you been had been turned down by a bank, you know, mm. prior to coming in. Um, we do a lot of co-lending with banks too, where a bank will you know do a portion of the project, but maybe for whatever reason there's parts of the project they don't want to fund, um, and they need someone else to cover the gap, or maybe there's not enough collateral to make the bank happy. So we'll take a lean behind the bank, take a little more uh, risk or exposure, uh, and you know fund the difference that way. So we we get involved in projects like that as well. That's so cool. Yeah. And so based, uh, this, okay, so this is a big question. So it's October. Based on um, the amount of business that you've done this year, um, how would you describe the state of New Jersey's economy? Or uh, maybe that's too big a question. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what my experience has, has been. Um, since COVID, our business, uh, our lending at least, and our training for that matter, has practically doubled. Uh, what it was the three years prior to that. Um, we have had a, and I hate to say it out loud because I feel like I'm jinxing myself here, but we've had a very low default rate among our clients. I'd like to think that part of that is the mentoring and training that we give them to, you know, stay afloat uh, and help them operate, you know, correctly. Um, however, I will say that with um, lately with inflation being what it is, we are starting to see some slow pays creep up. Um, so you know, we were staff for them. Uh, we were talking about it the other day, you know, trying to anticipate, you know, what's the, you know, what's to come. And uh, the answer is no one really knows 100% for, uh, for sure. But uh, we are, we are starting to see slow payments creep up. So hmm. hopefully it doesn't get worse. But that does, that does worry me somewhat. You mentioned COVID. How, uh, how much did business boom at that point for you? Like, well, how much more was your phone ringing you know, oh, during... We, I, I am proud to say that we were the first organization, uh, business lending organization that I'm aware of that responded to uh, you know, COVID in uh, March of 2020. We uh, rolled out our very first product, a uh, 0% loan, uh, $15,000, no collateral, no fees, no no anything, just to uh, you know help. Uh, our, my, my first thought was our current client base and how do we assist them? So um, I went to our board, said, listen, I want to, uh, you know, this is, throw out $500,000 of capital, you know, we'll, uh, you know, see how long it takes us to deploy it. We'll, you know, do these, uh, you know, this 0% rate, make it an easy application online and, uh, you know, help our client base and, you know, we'll start to advertise it and, you know, see what kind of response we get. Well, uh, naive, naive old me, I had no idea that we would be oversubscribed in 24 hours. Yeah, I was actually going to ask, how many minutes did it take? <laughs> Yeah, and you know, we didn't really market it all that hard. Yeah, you know, we put it out to uh, you know, some of our uh, partner organizations, and uh, they blasted it out there. And uh, my staff was ready to, you know, <laughs> ready to kill me. So uh, I ended up uh, a couple of things happened. Ended up going back to the board, said, "Hey, we need more money." Um, but we were also get, able to get the New Jersey Economic Development Authority, Bank of America, and Investors Bank to kick in dollars that would basically allow us to offer a 0% rate. So they uh, basically brought down the interest rate to zero, uh, that we, you know, the interest that we would have received had we made it at a, made these loans at a normal rate. So uh, with that um, help uh, during the last uh, 
well, three years uh, almost now, we've put over $5 million uh, in microloans on the street at, you know, ten dollars and $15,000 a clip. So we've done, uh, we had a report that we just did this morning, I think it's like 365, you know, loans or something like that for a little over $5 million. which, uh, you know, if you're a bank, that doesn't sound like a lot, but if you're a small nonprofit like us that was used to lending out a million and a half or so a year, tops, um, big, big jump, everything, everything doubled overnight. And, you know, sure. Did you, um, I was going to, how do I ask, were you able to scale to handle that kind of volume? Oh, man, <laughs> uh, we are still working on getting up to scale. We still have uh, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, manual processes in place. We are now, we have con consultants consultants that we've hired to, uh, you know, go over our strategic planning, to actually look at all of our uh, IT across the board. Um, you know, the problem or the issue that we have, too, is we have a lot of different grant sources that fund us, uh, all of which have reporting requirements, have compliance requirements. So I have to spend a lot of time, uh, you know, uh, with staff, uh, you know, dealing with that side of things. And, that, you know, that's before you get any business done. You know, it's just, you know, keeping your funders. Uh, yeah happy and that that's that's a huge uh, money and you know uh, time sucks so we're uh, you know going through this process now to figure out how much through software uh, that we can you know automate you know, uh, you know eliminate duplication of efforts things like that so we're gonna, we're gonna be uh, you know continuing to you know improve our technology over the next uh, year or so to you know be able to ramp up uh, I was at a conference last week in New York with other uh, organizations such as like like ours from across the country. We're all going through the same thing. We're all, you know, learning how to, you know, get into the fast lane, so to speak, so that we can help more more businesses with less resources. And, you know, we're, we're all going through that learning curve right now. It's incredible. Yeah. Well, I'm, for one, I'm glad that you, uh, your organization exists because, my goodness, I can't think of how many businesses would be worse off because you weren't around to, to fund important work. And I was, I was going to be selfish. A lot of the restaurants that I love in your neighborhood yep. have we been on the receiving end. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm grateful you exist. <laughs> yeah, no, and it's nice when a business owner walks through the door every once in a while just to say thank you. Uh, it, it happened even in the middle of COVID. I had people coming in. I had people coming by when we, first of all, when we said we had a 0% loan and no fees. Um, you know, a lot of people just didn't believe it. You know, they're familiar with banks. They're not familiar with economic development organizations. So people were walking in here just to make sure, you know, we actually existed. You know, they, they wanted to <laughs> like it wasn't a scam. Yeah. No, I listen, I'm pretty skeptical. I would have thought probably the same thing. I get stuff in the mail and, you know, most of it you don't believe. Um, so, uh, yeah, there was a, a little bit of a credibility curve uh, in the beginning. But, you know, when, when you're giving out cheap money or no cost money, people get hit pretty quick. Yeah. You know, it, that was the best marketing that we could have ever, ever had was, uh, you know, so good prices. the same thing happened during Sandy. We had a similar loan program and it kind of uh, put us on the map because uh, when people need, need help, they find you. You don't have to market all that hard. That's true. <laughs> no. uh, forgive me if you already said this. I, I was just thinking then like, if you have the 0%, where did you get the funding to scale up that much? Was it, through grants that you guys got or part of it's that work? grants that we get through the US Treasury Department we also borrow directly from the uh, US Small Business Administration and uh, we have a pretty uh, large line of uh, funds with them um, the timing was good in that we were actually fairly cash heavy right at the onset of uh, of covid and we were able to I was gonna say, cause if they were promising you money and you were promising them money and you didn't get your <laughs> yeah, it would have been a, a whole problem yeah 
Uh, now there were several uh, rounds of borrowing through the uh, federal government during during the COVID uh, COVID years, and you know we managed the flow. And there were a couple of times where we got a little low, but we we stayed ahead of it. Um, wow. You know, I could listen if I had a, an additional source of zero percent funds, I could you know I could keep it going. But um, we've we've uh, pretty much tapped that out. There's a few other uh, fund sources that are still alive that are uh, low interest for special. Uh, 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 opportunity zones are called uh, New Jersey. It's something that New Jersey EDA uh, just put out that we're uh, working with them on. So there are some zero uh, percent dollars left there, uh, minimal, but still alive. Nice. Yeah. All right. I think on that note, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we get back, we're going to do our lightning round. Oh boy. All right, welcome back everybody. It is now time for our lightning round, which today is brought to us by Greenbaum, Rose Smith, and Davis LLP. Adam, are you ready? I hope so. <laughs> All right, favorite pizza topping? Oh, um, does it have to be just one? No. No. Yeah. You're I'm, ordering a pizza, what's on it? Yeah, I tend to load it up. I gotta go with the sausage, uh, okay. peppers, onions, mushrooms. That would probably be my, Ooh. that's my, right. my go-to. Nice. I, um, I've only recently started to appreciate what we'll call the works. Like, you know, um, I grew up and that was just the most heinously disgusting thing I could possibly imagine. But, you know, yeah. you, you try someplace that does it well, and you're like, all right, all right, I can see what you're going for here. So I grew sure. up in the Trenton area, so, you know, I'm all about pizza. You know? <laughs> nice. What's your favorite place? Um, you know, you know what I like now, which isn't, isn't in Trenton because I'm not down there all that much anymore, but, um, I like, uh, Vicks, Vicks and Bradley beach. I don't know if you've ever had, it's been there forever. Sure. They make a good bar pie. Surprise, huh, okay. Surprisingly good. If you get a chance to go there. So that's good to know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, greatest TV show ever made. Oh God. Um, it's going to sound cliche. You know, I love the Sopranos. I love breaking bad. Um, Those are good ones. Yeah, Breaking Bad. I always thought Gus Spring would have been able to make a great business uh, class, you know, management, you know, class. Oh, just, yeah. You know, maybe maybe the he, best entrepreneur out there. They should One, do it for comedy, you know. Like, yeah. I, I can't believe SNL never did a sketch where it's Gus Spring teaching a management class. Yeah. I'm sure it's coming because he finds himself in everything these days. I'm sure there's going to be some point where he's on that show and then, you know. It's, I yeah. hope so. He's funny. He's yeah. um. Did he die on The Mandalorian? I don't think so, right? He's still out there, right? Maybe? I believe he is, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's he just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah great, Which I'm happy about. Great, great guy. <laughs> right. Uh, favorite movie? Oh, man. Jeez. I don't know if I have a favorite favorite. I, I definitely have, like, a top, uh, you know, top 20. What's the first thing that comes to mind, you know? God, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to sound stupid, but I was watching Talladega Nights the other night, and I, I, that movie, it's so <laughs> stupid, it just cracks me up. Bake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now you see me, now you don't, magic man. Yeah, I do that <laughs> all the time, and nobody ever gets it, you know, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Love it. And I was and I was a big Napoleon Dynamite fan, too, for whatever reason. I hated it the first, like, one or two times I saw it, then it just kind of grew on me. So I'm always, All right, we're getting a yeah. genre here. I, I can, yeah. I go yeah if it's down. dumb, if it's dumb and silly, it's probably on my A list, you know. Sure. I like it. 
I, like I, it. I have a bunch of friends who are obsessed with Napoleon Dynamite, and we wound up watching it like I don't even know how many times. I was really engaged like the first time, maybe halfway engaged the second time. This was in college, and like it would just always be on, and I was like, well, this this is not this is not a good enough movie to support you know more than two or three viewings. But hey, thank I, you. They it's loved a, it. You loved it. I I'm, I can be wrong. It's okay. It's, it's goofy and it just grew on me. I, I didn't like it the first time. I'm like, why am I watching this? But then it hooked me, you know. I actually okay. turned it off the first time and I never went back to it. I, I quit wow. it. Did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah I quit it. You're probably better off. <laughs> I, gotta, I don't know. I got to rewatch it because my, my supervisor, my boss, Bob Considine, makes references to that show all the or sorry, that movie all the time. Like wow. all the time. <laughs> That's crazy. Speaking yeah. of dumb, okay, off off the rails just a tiny bit. Um, yes. Speaking of stupid, did you ever see the movie Bubba Hotep? No. Bruce Campbell. Hey, we have a guest. Oh, hey, Chloe. <laughs> hey. Are you not feeling good? Hi, Chloe. Hi. <laughs> Are you feeling not so good? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. I'm sorry. You got out of school. That's the good part. Yeah, at least you got out of school. Bye-bye. <laughs> so uh, Bubba Hotep is about uh, Elvis, who switched places with an impersonator years and years ago and then missed his chance to switch back. So he's now an old man living in a, um, a Texas-assisted living, and nobody believes that he's Elvis. Um, and the assisted living is attacked by an Egyptian demon. And one of his... Uh, resident friends is played by Ozzie Davis, who's a man who truly believes that he's JFK Jr. No, JFK, sorry. And so they team up, Elvis and JFK team up to get rid of this, the Egyptian demon from this nursing home. It is the dumbest, funniest, most ridiculous movie. I think you'd enjoy it. Boy, the, the brainstorming session that led up to that, you know. Right? Con- must have been something I, I, I can't imagine. I don't know. Without the aid of uh, some other enhancements. Pharmaceuticals, perhaps, <laughs> yes. I would think, maybe. There's an off spot in my heart for just about everything with Bruce Campbell in it. So, yeah. Same. Same. Uh, that, see, that sounds dumb, so I have to check it out. Yeah, I think you'd enjoy it. All right, getting back on the rails. What is the most daring thing you've ever done? The most daring thing I've ever done? Um... I skinny dipped in uh, in Mexico. Woo, that's daring. Yeah. Yeah. Did it on a, did it on a dare. Um, <laughs> trying to think. I've uh, uh, I've I've done uh, uh, driven some race cars a few times. You know, where you go out and have like a track day. Yeah. Um, actually, behind me on the wall there is uh, you can't really see it all the well, but it's uh, me at Talladega. I got to drive there. It's funny. I just talked about Talladega Nights. And there's yeah. Yeah, look at that. Uh, yeah, I'm they let you go. They, they was doing like 175, 180. It was, it was great. It was it's almost crazy. like parkway. So. <laughs> All right, since we've started asking this question, I'm going to put you as the winner. Like, nobody previous to you now has answered something as good as skinny dipping in Mexico or racing in Talladega. So you win. And those, are, those are the ones I, could, I felt comfortable telling you about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the show has to be safe for work. Has to be. Yeah. Yeah, I got a reputation. I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Uh, Favorite restaurant in New Jersey? It's a small place. Everybody, it's been there forever. 
Um, it actually changed names. Dino and Harry? Dino and Harry's, jeez, that's it. Uh, <laughs> great little uh, neighborhood place with a, uh, their porterhouse. If you want a good porterhouse, and it's not cheap, uh, but oh man, is it, is it great. And their All sides right. are good too. So it's, it's a nice uh, little, you know, Hoboken-ish uh, establishment and it's been there forever. It's great. great Hoboken-ish. Yeah. Hoboken-ish. It has that old, old world family, you know, feel to it. The waiters and waitresses have all been there for probably like 30, 40 years each. Wow. I think wow. they even, they've, um, on the waterfront was partially filmed in that, in that uh, space too. There's a, it could uh, have been a contender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wait, what's the name of it again? Uh, Dino and Harry's. Dino and Harry's. Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. All right, next. Do you have kids? I do. I have twin daughters. They are 25 years old. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Very nice. Are they uh, Are they getting to be like so adult that you never see them anymore? Or are they still kind of around? Um, one of one of them totaled a car yesterday. So uh, yeah, when they need money or uh, there's a problem with the car, <laughs> that's when I usually hear from them. You know. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> Yeah, it's oh, amazing. You know, it's like anything else. You know, we tend to text uh, more than we uh, talk these days. It's just, you know, I'll call, they won't answer. I'll text them, they'll answer right away. And I'm like, uh -huh. I just called you. Oh, I know. I was like, well, why didn't you answer? Eh, I was busy. <laughs> but, uh, if I could yeah. call AT&T and just have them disable the calling on my phone altogether, I would do it. Like, if I could just exclusively communicate with everyone through text, I'd be a happier person for it, you know? Yeah. I'll have to check if that's actually something you can do. Like, you if know. you can have a plan that is only um, text messaging and no minutes or whatever they, you know, I don't know. We all I mean, you could just turn off the ringer. You could just turn off the ringer of your phone and not the text. It needs yeah. to be where, like, somebody calls and it just, you know, like, you get that, that da -da -da, the number you have called. But if you text, <laughs> it gets, like, right through, you know. That's you know, does not want to speak to you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Something even better like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you could change your outgoing voice message. Call that reminds you to text him instead. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk. Uh, all right. Uh, Yankees, Mets, or Phillies? Oh, man. I'll tell you. Yeah, you know, growing up in Trenton, you tend to be, uh, you know, you go with all the uh, Philadelphia teams. Um, so, you know, I, I, I got a soft spot for the Phillies. Got to go. Nice. Sure, sure. Very cool. Are they still in it? I, uh, I, I didn't watch, you know, before. The last one, but yeah. I, I, to be honest, I have not been following. No or the 160 or so before that either, but you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge, uh, you know, sports guy. I follow a little bit of football. Um, sure. Yeah, I follow things that most people don't watch. I follow MMA, um, which I have no nice. tools in MMA, but I, for whatever reason, I enjoy watching it. It's, uh, you know, watching somebody else get hurt, not me. That's, uh, you know. I feel like it I indicates a lot of pent up rage. You just want to watch somebody else get pummeled. That would be me. Yeah. <laughs> like my road rage uh, that that actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> you, know, you, have to work, you have to suck it up all day and be you know polite and cordial and nice. all that and, mm -hmm. and you hit route 22 and all hell breaks loose you know don't i know it i hate route i could 22. sit and watch like a 45 minute youtube video of just straight up knockouts like you know they'll they'll just play the the whole medley of you know people just getting like kicked in the face and then you just watch them collapse like a car you know house of cards <laughs> sounds like one of my board wow. meetings yeah exactly <laughs> just got dark oh my god yeah all right furthest from new jersey you've ever been uh the furthest from new jersey i've ever been um been to spain uh, i guess that would be technically the 
furthest I've been. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah, that's respectable. Yeah. Okay. Did yeah. Did you go skinny yeah. dipping there too? Um, no, but I did something else really illegal that I can't talk about. <laughs> All right. Wow! Not just illegal, but really illegal. Um, wow. Really illegal. Really illegal for Spain or really illegal right. for anywhere. America? Anywhere. See, if uh, you're not in anywhere. the States and nobody yeah. died, I can't imagine, you know. Like. <laughs> Dang! Yeah. Not, not, not dangerous. Not anything that would hurt anybody. I'll, 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 okay. Just but illegal. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it right there. To leave it there. Rated G. So morning person or night owl? I think that's the next one. Right? <laughs> yep. You know what? Um, I probably I, um, I can do both. Um, I go back and forth. I, I do tend to wake up early. Um, I, I, a lot of times uh, I start my days uh, probably around five o'clock. This is my normal my normal wake up. Wow. Um, yeah, it just is. I you know I just wake up. I'm not an I rarely use an alarm. You know, I'm just, I'm just amped and wired that you know. I wake up and I'm like, oh, <laughs> gotta go. Favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite guilty pleasure movie, TV show, or band? Band, yeah, I still go to concerts. I'm actually going to uh, tomorrow night to Union County Arts Center uh, celebrating Bowie. Uh, that that's cool. uh, that that's gonna be cool. Um, one of my favorite guitar just players. Just a bunch of bands doing Bowie. Um, no, it's a bunch of different artists. Actually, Adrian Ballou. Who is a guitarist who actually uh, toured with Bowie? He played for King Crimson. He does a lot of solo stuff. Um, he's, you know, I'm a fanboy. Followed him forever. So uh, we're even doing the meet and greet, uh, you know, before the show. So oh, that's I'm, awesome. Yeah, pretty excited about that. I've met him a couple times before, uh, but yeah, that, that's that's always fun. I always love going to a good show. Um, who else do I have? I'm into a lot of music musicians that you probably wouldn't even know, you know guitar players. I like Paul Gilbert and guys like that. Um, and, and all the regular rock and roll, you know, we, we mentioned Arrested Development. My musical interests were probably, uh, you know, arrested back in my, you know, high school, college days and haven't really progressed that much. I, you know, it's uh -huh, uh -huh. Same That's awesome. Music. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I play I in like the car when I'm going home. I think it's pretty much that way for most people. Like, you know, you yeah. solidify around high school, college, I know after college, I still listen to like new stuff for the next like five years or so. And then after that, any new music I've gotten has been accidental. Like, you know, you're yeah. watching something, they play it and you're like, oh, that was cool. What was that? You know, but I'm not really seeking it out at this point. Same. Yeah. I'm going to uh, see John Anderson who does, uh, you know, was a singer for Yes. Uh, there's going to be a show in, uh, down at the Scottish Rite Auditorium in Collingswood and um, I think it's next April, but that's going to be a great show. People should check that one out if you can get tickets. That's uh, good, good stuff. If you'd like to, yes. All right. Last not. but not least, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, last but not least. How many cats is too many cats? I would say if you're getting more than two, you're, you're starting to get into that cat lady, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. The last several people have said one cat is too many cats, and I have yeah. been mortally offended. So yeah. I'm glad that you did not say that. Two is perfect. You only has the two, right? Correct. I currently only have two. There, there was yeah. a time. I was there. There was a time. There was more than was that. A time. Yeah. Were you almost a cat lady, Kate? I was married at the time, so I don't know that it qualifies. Okay. And yeah. I'm he was yeah, not the instigator for any of the cats. Like, I was just along for the ride. Somebody else was like, we should rescue all these cats, right? And I was like, oh, 
but then, you know, how do you say, uh, I did not have the heart to say no. Not a dog I was person. about to say, we just had our Women Business Leaders Forum, and there was a, a whole thing on how to say no. And Roseanne DeTorris, who we love on this show, answered that very simply with no. <laughs> that, that's how you say no. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, and I actually am a dog person. I love dogs, but I've never um, had a schedule that would allow me to have a dog. I've always been like out early mornings, out late nights, and cats are just more self-sufficient, you know? Yeah, I, I get that. I, we have a, a Frenchie and, uh, you know, it's always a handoff. Like, uh, are you working from home today or you, you take care of it? And, uh, you know, or I'm running yep. home like, uh, you know, at five because I got to walk the dog. You know? <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, that was the lightning round, which today was brought to us by Greenbaum, Rose Smith and Davis LLP. Thank you so much. Shout out to Greenbaum. Okay. Um, Adam, what's some advice you'd give to your younger self? Ooh, um, relationships aside, um, probably, <laughs> probably to see, you know, it's going to sound, you know, like something you would expect to hear, but probably save more money. Um, max yeah. out your I don't think anybody's actually day. said that on the show yet. So that, you know, that it seems like low-hanging fruit obvious, but I don't yeah, think anybody's done that one. Um, you know, I wish I'd started earlier. I, uh, yeah, I would tell anybody, uh, max out your contributions and, uh, you know, start as early as you possibly can. It makes a huge difference down the road. Uh, you know, that, that would be my number one thing that I would tell myself. And then there's a couple of bad purchases that I made over the years. A lot of them car related that, uh, had I, had I known, I would have <laughs> told myself, boy, don't dump money into that, that tank though. <laughs> Yeah, I was in there like fixing up some old cars and boy, you can um, you can spend a lot of money there and not have a whole lot to show for it after you're done. So. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But stu stupid stuff like that. Uh, not, not too many regrets, to be honest. Good advice. You don't yeah. sound like somebody that would have them, you know, like from the from the most daring thing you've ever done and the farthest you've ever been. It's, it sounds like you've done some cool stuff. Yeah, I've done, I've done, yeah. Oh, I was just thinking of other dangerous things. I used to be in the scuba diving. But I never felt like that was all that dangerous. No. Anything coming up you want to promote? Um, there's a couple of uh, trainings that we do that um, we, we run twice a year that we started during COVID, um, both of which are um, virtual training programs. One's called our virtual uh, incubator program, where uh, twice a year we take a um, group of about 10 to 12 businesses, and it's kind of a competitive uh, application to, uh, to join. Um, and uh, we target um, uh, minority-owned businesses, LGBTQ businesses, veteran-owned businesses. Uh, we put them through like a seven or uh, it's really like an eight-week training course where they, um, you know, meet with us for about three hours in a classroom format, and then there's one-on-one uh, -on -one mentoring and training in between. Um, and you know, we're, you know, you know, going over the, uh, you know, we're assessing their business, we're, you know, helping them with their marketing, with their, uh, you know budgeting, forecasting, you know, that, that sort of uh, stuff. At the end of the uh, training, we actually, uh, you know, working with some funders, provide them with uh, what is basically a grant or a um, uh, loan that they don't actually, it's, it's in the form of a loan, but it's, uh, they don't have to pay it back uh, under the condition that they continue to get so much additional free training from us. So uh, pretty, pretty, uh, pretty much a no brainer for any business. You know, you get free training, you get your payments forgiven. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, a pretty, uh, uh, it's getting traction. It's, uh, you know, getting, getting a, a lot of notice. 
Um, we have another program called Entrepreneurship as a Second Chance, uh, which is the similar type of uh, format where we take folks who were previously incarcerated, um, who have uh, a business background, who have some, you know, that are entrepreneurial in nature, who uh, want to launch their business, um, and we take them through the same type of, uh, similar type of training program, uh, also coupled with a uh, forgivable loan, uh, a small loan. Uh, for the virtual incubator, it's $5,000. For uh, entrepreneurship as a second chance, it's uh, $2,500 at the end of the loan. So it's kind of meant to be a little bit of seed capital to, to get them rolling um, and you know, moving in the right direction. And uh, we've gotten a lot of support for that, and we've helped a lot of people um, you know, who were on the edge. Uh, you know, with, with entrepreneurship as a second chance, uh, it's always kind of blown my mind that when someone um, you know, commits a crime, pays their debt to society, um, you would think that would be the end of it, uh, but it's not. You know, I mean, you're trying to get a job, employment after that. Once you have that record, um, yeah. your sentence truly does not end. Um, you know, it, it basically stays with you for the rest of your life. And we thought that that was just, uh, you know, un unfair and that, you know, you have to come up with some ways to give folks, a, you know, a, a leg up. Uh -huh. The idea was born born from that. And we're, we're, we're very proud of it. We don't see too many other folks doing anything like it. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we try to do is, you know, identify needs that aren't being addressed or met and, you know, coming up with innovative ways to, uh, to attack it. And, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're doing it a little bit at a time, but we're hoping that these things can, uh, you know, scale up or could be replicated uh, and, you know, pulled off by other organizations as well down the road. You know, that would be the ideal. You know, if we could create a model that's, uh, you know, truly, uh, truly perfect and we're, you know, we're fine tuning it all the time. We learn something every time we do one of these trainings and then we make adjustments. Uh, the biggest being, you know, more mentoring uh, in between classes is the thing that we've uh, noticed is always needed. Um, but yeah, you know, these are the kinds of things that we like to do. And, uh, we think it has the most uh, most impact, you know, for folks. You know, we really get to know our clients. You know, it used to be decades ago when we'd make a loan. You make the loan, you maybe talk to the client once or twice a year, more often if they're not paying you, and you know, keep across <laughs> and and and, uh, and hope you get paid back. But now we're talking to them all the time. Uh, we're getting personal relationships so that people aren't afraid to pick up the phone and talk to our mentors. If uh, you know, just talk about anything, you know, and you know not feel that, you know, we're in a position where we're going to, you know, that, you know, not hurt them, that we're there to help them and, you know, keep them yeah. trouble and work, work with them. And that's made a big difference. Cool. So yeah. if somebody wants to take advantage of those, maybe um, get a loan that's bigger than $25 or whatever, <laughs> how can they get a hold of you? Uh, um, best place to start is our website. So it's uh, ucedc.com. Um, you can start there. We have uh, pre-applications online. We have our calendar of events for all the trainings that I spoke about. Our Procurement Technical Assistance Center, which helps you learn how to go after government contracts. You can sign up there. Um, or you can also just call us, 908-527-1166. Uh, um, and just, you know, let us know what your uh, what your needs are. And someone will actually, you know, call you back that day and speak with you. I know. Hard to believe. Imagine that. Very yeah. cool. And that's uh, they, fantastic. You know, we're very hands-on. That's that's how we work. I love it. Thank you so much. I think that is our show. Thank you to our listeners, especially the subscribers. We really appreciate the support. Thank you to New Jersey Manufacturers Insurance Group, the official sponsor of the show. They do home, auto, and workers' comps, so check them out. And finally, a big thank you to Adam Farah, the president and CEO of UCEDC, for joining us today. Thank you, Adam. Thanks for me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.